This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. Last, last time we, we shared, and, and, uh, and again, following on iTunes, I also listened to the sermon last week. And, uh, and the elder that came was just following along some of the things that we were sharing about the anointing of God in our lives. Amen? So God is even leading us as we share week by week. Whoever comes here, it's always kind of a, a flow. Um, but uh, we uh, started talking about that looking at our Christian walk as, as a movement of the Spirit and how we could uh, be in tune with what God is doing in our lives. More than just making our, our following Jesus or our, our Christian experience, more than just a routine or just a, a, a fulfilling of, of prerequisites of, 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 of different doctrines and things that we must do and must, must learn, that our walk with God will be a, a, a byproduct of following the movement of the Spirit in our lives. Amen? And so, but today I, I want to go a little deeper on that, on, on the idea of being followers, followers of Jesus Christ. And last, that last time I mentioned to you that in this movement of the Spirit, in this walk with God in our lives, this dance with God in our lives, we are not the ones to lead. Amen? That we are just followers. And we must follow the lead of the Spirit. Um, I want to ask you, what do you think, if you remember, what are the first words, the first few words that Jesus told his disciples? Anybody wants to, to venture, to take a guess, to remember maybe? What are the first words? Follow me. Amen. As a matter of fact, you can look it up. You, you, you go and look it up at home. Matthew 9, 9, Mark 2, 14, John 1, 43. Jesus begins... His uh, interaction with, um, with the disciples begins his teaching, his training. And the first words that he says to them is, follow me. Keep that in your mind and let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you again. Because you have called us. And Lord, because you've been clear about what the call is to be. As we open your scripture, Lord, I pray that your spirit will just speak to each one of us. And thank you for every way that you've already ministered to us here this morning. We pray that this will be for the building of your kingdom and your grace in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. By the way, John, come. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> How many of you remember uh, John, chaplain here from Florida Hospital? Anybody? John, please, and your family, welcome. Good to have you guys here. I know he came one, once uh, incognito a while back, but uh, you're back in the area, right? I hear that you're back in celebration, right? Well, wonderful. Good to have you back in Florida. Good, good. He says, yeah, I, last time I shared with him, he was glad to leave Andrews, right? <laughs> the cold weather of Andrews. So good to have you here. And everyone here, but uh, I just saw you. I'm like, wait a minute, John is here today. Good, good to have you. So, Chaplain Joan from Florida Hospital. Amen. Um, 
Listen, it's even so. So the first words that Jesus tells his disciples is, follow me. And that's meaningful, isn't it? As a matter of fact, listen to this. The first words that Jesus tells Peter, what do you think they are? Follow me. Look, for, look, look with me in Matthew chapter 4. Go with me to Matthew. The book of the gospel according to Matthew chapter 4. Verse 19. And you probably remember this. That the first disciples, Jesus is calling. Now, verse 18. Now as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Who was this? Simon, who was called who? Peter. And Andrew, his brothers, casting the net into the sea. For they were what? Fishermen. Of course, that's what they're doing. They're doing what they know how to do. Going about the lives, just doing the everything, everyday things that they did. In verse 19, and he said to them, this is Peter and Andrew, he said what? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But listen to this. So the first words that Jesus even speaks to Peter is follow me. And what, what do you think were the last words that Jesus spoke to Peter. Hello. Well, look with me, John chapter 2, uh, 21. We just read that. Can uh, read for us the scripture reading, but I want, I want to take you there. John chapter 21, verse 22. Jesus talking to Peter, he says, Jesus said to him, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? In other words, don't worry about what's going to happen with Who's he talking about? He's talking about John. You're right. John, uh, because Peter is concerned about his brother. Now, that's so, such a human thing, isn't it? We are concerned for what Jesus or God is doing with somebody else, aren't we? <laughs> We're looking at what God is doing, and we want to judge, and we, you, we, we ask God. So, God, you know, what's, what's the deal with John? And so Jesus said, listen, don't worry about him. But the last words he gives them is this. He says, don't you worry about him. If I want him to stay until I come, what is that to you? He says, you, what? Follow me. Listen, there's obvious, obviously there is a, 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 a center or a very, an attention and an importance that Jesus has given to these words, where he is calling these people. The first thing he tells his disciples is, follow me. The last thing he tells Peter is, follow me. But somehow, brothers and sisters and our friends, over, I don't know if you will agree with me, but over the last few decades in our church, even in the Christian church, there is a lot, there is a very much of an interest of people and, and leaders becoming experts on how to make better leaders in the church. Hello. You've heard that? I mean, you name it, there is seminars to make you a better leader. And, and I think it's even part of our culture too because we like people to be leaders, right? As a matter of fact, you probably heard things like um, our culture demands leaders versus followers. To the point that being a follower is almost not something that you want to desire. Right? I mean, our culture tells you things like, are you a leader or a follower? Right? And if you're a follower, somehow that's less than being a leader. Things like, oh, anyone can be a leader, a follower. 
That's what we hear. Anyone can be a follower. Leaders don't create followers, we hear. They create more leaders. You heard that before? It's time, it's time to stop being a follower and start being a leader, we're told. We need more leaders in this world today, we're told. And then, my favorite one, it says, everything rises or falls on leadership. You heard that before? Everything rises or falls on leadership. Now, I ask you the question, I ask you, what, what is it? What is this uh, fascination that we have with leading and being a leader when Jesus' first call is for us to become what? Followers. The question, instead of how can we be a better leader, so if we're listening to Jesus, now listen to me now, if we're listening to Jesus, if we're not listening to society, which, let me tell you, this is, this is pretty tricky because a lot of the things from society get into the church and somehow we make, the, we make it the gospel. There's nothing in the scripture, if you really go and dig in it, study it, where Jesus called his people, his followers, his disciples to be leaders. He calls them to be followers. And you say, wait a minute, Pastor. What are you trying to say now? I can't pursue to be an important person. I can't pursue to fulfill my goals. And I will listen, listen to me. Jesus seeks followers. Amen? Jesus seeks followers. As a matter of fact, Jesus did not go, and let's think about Jesus and his ministry, his way of doing things. When Jesus came and began to, to do his ministry, did Jesus go into the city and began to tap into the elite, you know, the elite, the, the, the most prominent leaders of the church? Maybe he went to the first, uh, you know, the, the high priest and began to knock at his door and said, listen, by the way, I'm the Messiah. I need leaders in my cause so that people will follow me. Is that what Jesus did? But you, I mean, the world will have us believe, and even the church today will have us believe that Jesus are looking for leaders. He wasn't looking for leaders. He was looking for followers, amen? His mythology was not to recruit the best and brightest for ministry, no. And as a matter of fact, I want to tell you this morning, and you're going to say, wow, pastor, listen, I am in ministry today, and I stand before you not as a leader. I am. My foremost first job is a follower. You're like, well, who's going to lead, Pastor? <laughs> you guys, were you guys able to find that I have decided to follow Jesus on YouTube? We're going to try something with you guys. Do you remember that? I, 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 I thought that I have decided to follow Jesus was a song that was in the hymn book. And they told me maybe it was in the old one. It's not in this one. Um, is, do you have it? Do we have it in the hymn book? What is the number? Because we're looking for it. If we have it in the hymn book, we'll play it with the hymn book. But if not, 
You have YouTube? Do you have it? You find it? Okay, let's see if this works will work for us. Because I look, I look, I have a couple people looking. Is it chorus? All right, well, do we have the words? Okay, he's, he's going to play the words so that we sing it, uh, so that we all be singing the same words. So it's not a hymn book, it's a chorus. But I want you to think about these words because we and leaders in the church, our first job is not to lead, but to follow. See if this, can you guys play a, a word, a songs with that? I mean, music, yeah. Are you looking at that? There you go, guys. See if you could follow me. Let's see if you could pick up the... That's low. Can you bring it up? I have decided to follow Jesus. Sing with me. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. What's a turning back? No turning back. We have a second one. World behind me. Behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning. Guys, guys, guys. We're, we're done with that. Thank you. <laughs> That's why we needed to preview that before we start singing. But listen, what is the center of that song, that chorus that we all know? And I thought it was in the hymn book, but actually it's not. <laughs> what is it? We have decided to follow. So if Christians are to be good at anything, nobody talks about how to be a better follower. But if we are to follow Jesus' words, if we're really to take him out of his word, then you and I must become better followers. Do you know that there's a difference, and I'm going to read to you a quote of some lady that writes a whole book about this, that she's proposing to the church that the church lost its course. That the church is trying to create leaders when today what the church needs is followers, better followers. Because it's not the same thing to follow just with our mind, just going along the road because everybody's doing it, than being a complete and total committed followers of Jesus Christ. There's a difference there. So indeed, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we must be better followers. 
The most significant reality of you and me as Christians is that they may say of your life and my life, they left it all and followed Jesus. Can you say amen to that? And from that moment on when we have decided to follow Jesus, then the workings of the Spirit, the workings of God is shaping and molding our hearts and our lives. And Christ will determine our path and destiny if we are willing to follow all the way. So I ask the question, and I want you to rethink this. And, and I've been told that, I've, I've said it before. The most important job of a pastor is to train leaders, right? <laughs> and in a way, that is true. But if we follow in Jesus, then is that really our number one job? Because if we believe that, then that means it's true that everything rises and falls on leadership. And then we're going along with this idea that the church depends on the leadership of us who are following Jesus. But hold on, hold on. We have come to believe that the crisis that faces the church is one of leadership. But I want to tell you this morning that we have a lack of true followers. And that is our challenge. In a paradoxical way, Christians are called to lead, but only as they follow. Amen? So Jesus seeks followers. Are you ready to follow this morning? Amen? But we seek to lead. Let's be honest. Jesus seeks followers, true followers. But we, society, and our, in our hearts, we seek to lead. Ask the question, just be honest, what would you rather be, a leader or follower? I mean, be honest. Maybe it has to do, some of you may think, well, that has to do with my personality. Again, we think that we don't know enough about leadership, but we don't worry about the learning and the training of people being true followers and making a difference in following Jesus Christ. Barbara Kellerman, I mentioned to you, she writes a book, Fellowship, How Followers Are Creating Change and Changing Leaders, Boston, Massachusetts, in 2008. She writes, we fixate on our leaders and the similarities, similarities and differences among them. This is what she said. So we fixate on, on, on the leaders and, and the similarities and what can we learn from leaders and the differences among leadership. But she says followers are different. We, don't, we do not bother even distinguishing one from the other. Either because we assume they make no difference or because we assume they are all one and the same. In other words... We don't talk about following or followers because we think that all the followers are one and the same. It doesn't make a difference. If you're going to be a follower, all you have to do is go behind somebody and follow. 
By and large, we scarcely notice that, for example, followers who mindlessly tag along are altogether different from followers who are deeply devoted. And we scarcely notice that the distinctions among followers are every bit as consequential as those among leaders. What does she, what does she mean by that? Well, basically, if Christians are being called to follow and to be true followers, it makes a difference the kind of followers that we have in the church. Amen? So perhaps we've been fixated on this issue of leadership and like the world we're learning on how to become better leaders. And perhaps the other side of the issue, which is if we, will, if we could become better followers, then the church will be better led. Does that make sense? Because the kind of followers, the, peop- the kind of followers that we are, make a difference on the kind of church that we have. Jesus seeks followers. But I think somewhere along the road, we turn and we seek to lead. Finally, I want to just highlight this and then close with a scripture reading for you. And I hope my prayer is, as we dwell upon this topic of, of, it's been called, those who are writing a lot about this now, they call it not leadership, but uh, followership. It's what's the new term that the 20 coined followership how to be better followers listen why is this so important to the church why is so important to you and me because the church is led not by leaders but by whom hello okay okay this is interesting Because everybody says, who's the head of the church? Hello? Who is it? Oh, are you guys falling asleep on me? What's going on? It's not a trick question, promise. Only one answer. Who leads the church? Jesus. And you know, we say it. And we say it and we know the the Lord, you know, because we read in the scripture that says, who's the cornerstone that he built this on? Is Jesus. But one thing is to say it or to kind of half believe it. And another thing is to believe that we are really the ones leading and Jesus somehow is not the one in charge. So if I ask the question, we, the church is not led by the pastors or by the leaders in true. I mean, only as we follow whom? Jesus. So make no mistake, this church is not led by me or by Edwards or by whoever or by Garth or whoever you think that this church is supposed This church, <laughs> sorry Garth, I didn't mean to hit you so hard. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Got news for you, Garth. You and me are not leading. Who's the one leading? Christ is leading. 
Now, if, if the church is led by Christ, second thing that I want you to remember about this as we wrap up is the call to follow Jesus, listen to me, is the real trip and journey. It's not a slogan. Hello. You, do you hear that? The call that Jesus, remember, he first, the first words he told his disciples is what? Follow me. First word he says, tells Peter is follow me. The last word he tells Peter is follow me. That is not just a nice slogan. It's meant to be a true, a real trip in our lives and a journey. We must really follow Jesus with all our hearts. We must aspire not to be leaders, but to, but to be Jesus' followers. Amen? And finally, I want to say this. When someone joins the church, he does not come under the leadership of the GC. <laughs> Hello. General Conference, for those who don't know. Which, by the way, is taking place 2015. I'm late already for registration. I might not go. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> it's not, when someone joins the church, we don't come under the leadership of man or even Pastor Alex and the elders here on the board. When we join the church, when someone joins the people of God, we join into a fellowship of followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? And I want to finish with it. Mark chapter 10, verse 42 and 43. I want to leave it there. Jesus. Mark. The gospel according to Mark. Okay? Oh, I wonder why. I mean, Matthew. All right. Matthew, Mark 10. The right, the right book, the right gospel. 42 and 43. Let me read it with you. Calling them to himself, Jesus said to them, this is talking to his disciples, his followers. He says, you know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord, lord over them. And their great men exercise authority over them. So he's talking about what, this is the worldly style, right? He says, you know that out there in the world, people lord over those who follow, those, those leaders, those who are in charge. But he says, verse 43, but it is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be what? Hmm. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life in ransom for many. Listen, the way that Jesus wants us to understand this business of leading, if there's anything to be said about leadership in the Bible, and this is Jesus talking about leadership. Interesting, right? This is Jesus talking about how to lead in the people of God. And he says that to be a leader in God's realm in the kingdom of God, you must be a follower, a servant, instead of how the world does it. A whole different 
way of looking at leadership. Because after all, following Jesus Christ and being a follower of Jesus is about intimacy with Jesus. Amen? It's about lordship of Christ before we even pledge allegiance to him as our leader. To know Jesus, to follow Jesus, is to be intimate with Jesus, to know him, to allow him to be the Lord of our lives. And if we are to lead in any way, shape, or form, it's only because we truly follow him.